Hey everybody, I wanna give you a gift before we dive in. If you're at the beginning of your content marketing journey or if you've been doing it a while but it's not working as well as you want and you feel like something is missing, I wanna give you a roadmap to help you get more ROI out of your content. This is my blog remix method and it's a shortcut to go from one blog to dozens of pieces of content in less than 60 minutes. Even if you have webinars, podcasts, and video content, you can take the transcripts and follow the guidelines in the exact same way. It's a great resource. It's free. You should have it. If you haven't downloaded it already, grab it right now at justinsimon.co slash remix. If you're listening to this podcast feed, you can click the link right below and download it. Get it, read it, apply it. It takes you step-by-step step to get more value out of your blog content and get it in front of your audience. So grab the guide, get a blog, and get it running. That's my blog remix method, and it's free at justinsimon.co slash remix. Hey, everybody. Before we get started, I want to thank my friends at Hatch for producing this episode. You can get unlimited podcast editing and strategy for one flat rate by visiting hatch.fm. All right, let's get in the show. Welcome to Distribution First, the show where we flip content marketing on its head and focus on what happens after you hit publish. Each week I share playbooks, motivations, stories, and strategies to help you repurpose and distribute your content because you deserve to get the most out of everything you create. So hopefully the plan is to cruise through some high-level topics around distribution, show you some examples about how I use distribution every single week for my content. Stick around. I'm going to give you a free resource where you can look through the ins and outs of how I actually execute on this. So real quick, from my end, I promise I will not take too much time. My name is Justin. I help B2B SaaS marketers distribute their content and get more out of everything they create. I love helping other content marketers, content teams be able to get more out of the stuff they're creating. If that's ever something you're interested in, hit me up at justinsimon.co or come hang out on LinkedIn. I chat about this stuff all day, every day. So I don't know if any of you have seen the stat. It's one I have essentially become obsessed with over the last few years. And it's really one that completely changed my mindset around content marketing. And it's this idea that 90% plus of the content that you create gets no traffic from Google. So for me, when I first read this article in 2020, my entire content strategy was built on SEO. When I was working at a company called TechSmith, we were having massive success with SEO, driving, honestly, millions of views a year on SEO content. And while this article kind of talks about how to be in the other 9.3%, I couldn't get over this idea that 90% of the content that we were creating was never going to get picked up by Google. So that really kind of made me take a step back and I was like, oh, yikes. Uh, so I'm having my team create all this content. We're doing all this work, you know, spending hours and hours in meetings and what should we create? And hardly any of that is going to show up in Google. How are people going to actually consume this content? Uh, that's when I realized we've got a problem. We're creating way too much content without a plan to get that in front of people. And that has been the whole framework and idea and mindset shift that I've had to do over the last few years, which is what is the point of creating all this content as a wonderful content marketers and marketers if nobody actually sees it? 
And I challenge you at the end of this, maybe go into your analytics, maybe do a little bit of a deep dive and you might start to see what I see typically when I get into other people's dashboards, which is most of your content is coming from 10 to 20% or most of your traffic is coming from 10 to 20% of your content. And that's enough. That should be enough of an eye catcher to make you kind of rethink what you're doing. So here's how it usually goes outside of SEO. If you've ever done this, Monday, you post that brand new podcast. You've got that brand new blog post. You spent months, if not weeks, churning out. Tuesday, maybe you post it out again, but probably not. Wednesday, crickets. Thursday, crickets, crickets, crickets. And then next Monday, you're back onto the next podcast and the cycle continues and continues. And the main reason this happens is because distribution is easier said than it's done. It's very easy to tack distribution on at the end. It's very, very easy to get so focused on creating content that you just post that link and you move on to the next piece of content because, oh, now the writer's got this one in and I've got to edit that and I got to figure that out. Oh, the podcast is back and it's you know complete. Now I've got to edit that. So unless we make distribution first, unless we make distribution front and center in what we're doing, it's so easy just to forget about it, put it on the back burner and never do anything about it or cross our fingers and hope Google might someday pick up that piece of content so we can pat ourselves on the back and you know not have to worry about what happened with it. The other flip side of that is that most distribution advice is not helpful at all. So this is a, a well-known company's resource. I did not call them out. But I went in on the hunt for this presentation and did some Googling around content distribution. And this is one of the top resources that came up for content distribution. A nice, easy checklist to be able to go through, right? Oh, you just check all these things off and, and distribution's taken care of, right? Well, maybe not. You know, for SEO, you're just gonna go acquire backlinks to that content. That's easy. That's just a checkbox. Or, you know, social media, we're just gonna do Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and LinkedIn. Or we're just going to share it on relevant groups, of course. Like that's just a checkbox. Or repurpose content, you know, use that content for a new content. Oh, easy, perfect. No, this is not helpful. I actually hate these content lists. I hate these sort of like giant, massive lists of things that you're supposed to do because it's not that helpful. It's not that repeatable. And at the same time, how am I supposed to frame this up in terms of the piece of content as a podcast getting the same distribution as a press release is getting the same as this blog post? Like, how do I balance all that out? And so this is the question I asked myself, how do I go from here with one really good piece of content to here with lots of pieces of content without losing my mind? How do I do that? Is there a way that I can actually go from you know, constantly creating things and not doing anything with them to creating things and doing a lot with them? And the trick is you have to shift your mindset. You have to have a mindset shift. Two areas you have to shift your mindset. Think about what myths you're falling for right now. A lot of times we tell ourselves these stories in our brains of things that we think are true or we've just done them for so long and they get stuck into what we're doing. So here's some ones that I used to fall for all the time. I have to create new content every week. If I don't create content or if I don't have a new blog post every week, my audience will have, where's Justin? Where's X company? What are they doing? I need to be on a ton of channels. If I'm not on LinkedIn and Facebook and Instagram and YouTube and like, I need to be everywhere. Or I have to do all this work myself. I can't outsource any of it. I can't cut things up and make it easier on myself. I have to do everything and do all this work myself. The other myth I would fall for are these things that get in my way or I would think would get in my way. So think about the blockers, the fears, the obstacles that are getting your way from repurposing and distributing content. Is it time and budget, executive buy-in, experience, skill set? 
all of these things are trip balls that we can put in our way to actually getting things done. And so here are two things I want you to be able to do and think about. You don't need to be everywhere. You don't need to be Gary Vee. You don't need to be Hermosi. You don't need to put that content everywhere. Most likely, that's going to do nothing but burn you out on the other end of the burnout scale. You went from creating a bunch of content on the front end, and now you're burnout on distribution because you're trying to put it everywhere. You don't have to be everywhere. I actually advise most people start with one channel, execute on it really, really well, and then scale up from there because all the learnings you can take from that email or the LinkedIn or the Twitter or wherever you are, you can move those on to the next channel as well. The other thing I would say is you don't need to do everything at once. Start small, like I mentioned, and then gain momentum from there. Checklist from unnamed company, you don't have to be there. You do not have to do every single one of those checklists to be successful at distribution. I promise you, you do not have to do that. What you actually have to do is have a plan for the content that you are creating. So what distribution is, it's a little bit of a canary in the coal mine to your overall content strategy. Because what you'll learn is as you go to distribute this content, you're going to find one of two things. Either A, we're creating way too much content that we humanly can't distribute all the way unless Google picks it up. Or B, boy, when I go to distribute this content, it's not very good. And sometimes that happens too. So you really have to take a step back and think about the types of content that you're creating as well. Which is where I like to say, you really only need to create three types of content, which of course is not just three types of content. And we'll go through that. I use what I call the 3C content method, which is quarterly cornerstone content, monthly core content, and daily cut content. And then I like to mix and match these all the way around to be able to create an effective distribution method. So typically, at the companies I've worked at or the companies I've worked with, core content is where most people spend 90% of their time in terms of traditional content marketing team and effort. Blogs, podcasts, webinars, videos. We're going to create as many of those things in that core content bucket as humanly possible. If we get lucky, we're going to also do maybe some of these bigger cornerstone pieces of content like original research, digital events like this one, et cetera. Or we're going to spend maybe a little bit of time on cut content. So social posts, shorter videos and emails. And the problem with that is you have to be able to mix all of these things and you can mix all of these things. But when you're too heavy in any one of them, you're actually going to leave yourself kind of weak in each of those areas. And you can funnel these through in different ways. So maybe at a traditional, within your company, you can create cornerstone content. You're like, you're going to create this event, RevCon, for instance, right? Like you're going to take this event, you can cut that up into some core content, whether it's some of the videos, you can take it and turn it into blog posts off of that. Or then you can take that down and create social clips, micro videos, emails, et cetera, all off of that content. That's a way you can do that. And here's just what that kind of looks like, right? Like you got this original research, this cornerstone content at the top, then all the things that can come off of that podcast episodes, webinars, et cetera. This is actually my favorite way that I do this as a solopreneur right now, which is cut content up into core content. So I don't necessarily have the bandwidth at this stage to create a big, nice, giant cornerstone piece of content every quarter. But what I can do is I can create this daily content, get validation on social, in email, be able to spin those things up into larger pieces of content and actually know that the content's going to hit before I spend the time, effort, energy to create that and create a larger piece. And you can do this at your company too. This totally works for a company content as well. 
And just so, you know, a kind of a different idea of how that looks, right? Like you've got this LinkedIn post, which then can turn into blogs, newsletters, podcasts. And after you create each of those blogs, newsletters, and podcasts, there's more social content and cut content and email content that can come off of this as well. So let's take a look at a real life example here of how I was able to do this with some of my content. So early in the year, I had this, you see these all the time on LinkedIn. If I had to start a content strategy, here's what I do. I do the show, I'd repurpose it, blah, 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 blah. Well, turns out a lot of people thought that was kind of interesting <laughs> to the tune of like 400 engagements, over 35,000 impressions. And so that was a massive signal to me that's like, oh, this piece of content that I put out, you know, some random Tuesday on LinkedIn is pretty interesting to a lot of folks. I better create something else off of that. And so that's exactly what I did. I then took a piece of LinkedIn content and turned that into newsletter <laughs> issue for that week. I was able to expound on each one of those things. So point one, right, create a weekly podcast and show. I could take that and then turn that into a section and go deep into how I would actually do that in the newsletter. From there, I could take the newsletter and use basically the format of that newsletter and turn it into a podcast episode for my podcast, Distribution First. I took each one of those points, turned it into an outline, you know, took probably less than an hour, built out that, and now I have a podcast episode that's speaking about the same content. From there, now that I've recorded the video and recorded the podcast, I have all sorts of things that come off of that. I have YouTube videos, I have transcripts, I have snippets, I have reels. And each out of those, each single one of those things are different sections, different things within that. So, you know, a hot take on why I'm not a big fan of interview podcasts or how to repurpose content while maintaining consistency, how to transform your Twitter content. Like now I've got a ton of other things that I can create and spin content off of that single one idea and single LinkedIn post. So how about the results, though? What actually happens? How can we measure these things as we start to put them out in the wild? Because I think this is the other key part. It's great to distribute content. It's great to repurpose content. It's great to you know get more bang for your buck. But how do you actually measure some of the results? How are you able to see the hard work that you're putting in to distribute this content? How can you see that out in the wild? And so I'm going to have a resource to to give you at the end here where you can actually dive into the individual bits just because we didn't have a ton of time to dive into it today. But for this particular episode, you know, episode one of the podcast, it got 101 initial downloads. Don't necessarily think of this just as a podcast. It could be a webinar that you produce. It could be a blog post. It could be anything that you're creating. But think about that standard. If I just released this thing into the world, how many eyeballs got on this. So for that webinar, if you have 50 to 100 people attend, same idea. And what I want to show you here is the breakdown of how distributing that content makes such a big impact. And this is like barely scratching the surface. This data is from like a few weeks worth of data. So the podcast had 101 downloads. The clips on LinkedIn had over 8,000 impressions and views. The email I sent out had 760. The carousel I put out on LinkedIn had you know, 27,000 views and a thread had 297. Each one of those things on their own could be interesting enough. I think what's most interesting though is that you go from 101 people consuming that content. And again, that's the full content, you know, and we could debate whether, you know, the full content versus these micro bits of content. But you go from 101 to over 36,000, you know? And so it's just the value of getting more people and being able to see that content. And so you're getting this repurposing multiplier, this distribution of your content, 
you know, I was able to get 361x amount of views and impressions on that piece of content. And then you start to stack that every single week and start to do that every single week. And you can see where you can really scale growth and eyeballs and all the stuff on the content you're creating. I literally just did this with a company uh, a couple weeks ago. They had a webinar that they created. And over the past year, you know, maybe it's gotten 50 views since it's been on the website. Because again, like who's going munching webinars after they're done? I know I'm not. But we were able to cut up all those clips, put them out on LinkedIn. And now all that content has gathered in thousands and thousands of views and impressions over the coming months. And again, because it's a lot easier to consume a 30 second to a minute clip of a webinar than to sit down and watch 40 minutes of it. But the good thing about the distributed side is I can pick the exact moments, the exact points of view, the exact key things that I want the audience to take away, and I can put them directly in their feed where they're at. I don't have to worry about them trying to consume the full amount of content to be able to get what I want them to know. So my recommendation, if you're starting out with this, if you're a company in particular, start with your existing core content. You most likely have tons of blogs, podcast episodes, tutorials, webinars, videos. You have tons of that stuff. Start figuring out how you can get that out and distribute those pieces of content out to your audience. Go into your Google Analytics, go into your <laughs> whatever uh, analytics software you have, find your top 10 blog posts, top 10 podcast episodes, et cetera, and start to figure out how to get that stuff back out in front of your audience outside of maybe a Google and be able to see how you can get that in front of them more consistently. So if you take this in conjunction with that original screenshot I had of all the things you're supposed to do to get out a piece of content, and again, I'm not saying you have to do it this way, but you can fill these boxes in to make it work for your company. So podcast doesn't have to be podcast, it could be webinar. Newsletter doesn't have to be newsletter, it could be blog. Totally up to you. But if you just create this little bit of an engine every single week where you know exactly what's coming out before you create it. So when I create a podcast, I already know it's going to become a LinkedIn carousel. It's going to become a newsletter. It's going to become these five clips. The, all of those things are going to get dripped out over this amount of time period. You start to really create an engine to be able to build that stuff out and get that content out there. So like I said, I have a free resource for you. If you want to get it, go to 361.justinsimon.co. This is essentially a detailed version of how I got that 361. So you can see examples of the content that I created, what that looks like, how those different pieces all play together. And it shows you with the real data and the breakdown there. So thank you. It looks like I did hit my time pretty well. Like I mentioned in the beginning, I'm on LinkedIn all the time if you want to come hang out there. If you want to check out the show, it's called Distribution First. We talk about distribution and repurposing every single week with new episodes. And yeah, that's what we're talking about. All right, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Distribution First and thank you for listening all the way through. I appreciate you so, so much. And I hope you're able to apply what you learned in this episode one way or another into your content strategy as well. Speaking of strategy, we have a lot of things going on this year that are gonna help you build your brand, 10X your content and transform the way you do content marketing. Make sure to subscribe to the show and sign up for my newsletter at justinsimon.co so you don't miss a thing. I look forward to serving you in the next episode as well. And until then, take care and I'll see you next time.